Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. This is a podcast committed to bringing you all there is to know about playful learning and teaching. This is Well Played's fourth episode, and we are really excited to get the convo started. Today I'm here with Nick Davis, and we are talking about tabletop games in our houses and in our classes. Uh, Nick, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Pleasure to be here, Michael. Uh, my name is Nick Davis. I uh, teach in Council Bluffs, Iowa at, I think, one of the best schools in the world at Wilson Middle School. And I am, uh, my class is a Genius Hour, and I am an IB coordinator at Wilson Middle School. So I uh, love talking about gamification here with you, Michael. I'm super happy to have you here. Uh, Nick and I, we go way back, don't we? I can't, where where was the first, I mean, I know we met online, definitely on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I want to say, like, the very first time I met you was at ISTE in Atlanta. Ooh. Uh, so that was, I don't know how many years ago, four, four. Four years ago, four or five years ago. Dang, we would have like yeah. graduated high school together then. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, and uh, I was I took uh, your workshop there um, with the lady that escapes my name, uh, her name, but um, you guys did a workshop together and kind of just an intro to Rory. Rory yeah, Newcomb. Rory. She's she's awesome. She should be on this show too. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to jot that down. Right. And I remember uh, you introduced Gamecation with, um, you did this like Super Bowl theme. You got um, it. Wow. And you did this thing where, okay, on Wikipedia, you need to oh, do yeah. these, these searches or you have to go from this topic to this topic in the least amount of search uh, or clicks. And yeah, I that's was awesome. That's called the Wikipedia game, and it is a great little like five minute filler for all of you uh, thinking of things to do in your class. Um, and Nick pretty much covered it. You you go to Wikipedia, and you get them all to the same page. Doesn't matter what the page is, um, and I mean, so whatever it could be, the Ford Taurus's webpage or whatever Wikipedia entry. So you get them all there. And then you say like, I want you to get to Monarch butterflies page and they, they're only allowed to click hyperlinks to get there and they have to jot down which clicks they took. And some of your faster students will be able to do that really quick. And then you have to encourage them like, well, you still have five more minutes to figure it out and see if they can, come up with a quicker route uh, and then the game is just who can get there in the least amount of clicks it is amazing how you can truly get to anything on wikipedia just through clicks yeah, yeah i was hooked right from day one so <laughs> well uh we have now let our listeners have to have us reminisce for the last three minutes so <laughs> Let's get on point here. Uh, we're talking today again about tabletop games, which is another nerdy, 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 nerdy word for board games. But it's trying to be like reinvent itself and call it tabletop games. 
Uh, I absolutely love board games. I think anybody that knows me knows that's a passion of mine. But one that started in my adulthood. I didn't uh, really play games other than like Monopoly and shoots and ladders and stuff when I was a kid. Uh, but I've been using them in the classroom. And I've also been playing with my daughter a lot of board games. There's just so many good ones out there. Absolutely. Um, what's what's one of your, your all-time favorites? Oh, man. That's like so hard. So I'm uh, I'm gonna admit to everyone here. I I don't I mean I don't know if I should put this out there, but I I have oh I'm, I'm right around 500 different board games I own. Whoa, yeah, and yeah. and the craziest part, Nick, is uh, actually for most of those own more than one copy. So. Ooh. I guess if you count each individual copy, then then we're probably around fifteen hundred board games. Wow! Uh, but I do a game club at school, so that's why I own multiple copies. So if it's a really good game, and I know that I want to have all the kids come to class and just kind of put the same game on four tables, I buy four copies of that game. So, but. There are just we're in actually a board game sort of renaissance. I don't know if the audience is aware of this, but uh, board game sales over the last decade have had a twenty percent increase year over year uh, hmm. in terms of board game sales. There are new innovative mecha- uh, mechanics being used every year, uh, and the board game industry is getting I don't know better and better and better. So if you if right now you're listening to this podcast and you're just thinking Monopoly and how that takes your entire weekend to play and everybody hates everybody from playing it, get that out of your head. There's so many cool new ones, right? Like, Nick, you, I know you've played some of these new ones. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, one of my all-time favorite things to do is to take my daughter Grace and Jack and my son Jack to target and then they have like this whole row of yeah games and i just love to just stare at them and kind of read which ones are you know good for family to play and then like try to target one game that i want to try to pick out and and bring home and and then my wife is like where did you get this game and and i'm like (laughs) a little uh shopping trip to target and so but it's always fun to just look at them, and um, that's where you can find me usually is in the game <laughs> aisle at Target. <laughs> it's uh, it's really fun, and some of the things that these new games have that old ones like Monopoly didn't is they play anywhere from I mean like two hours is like a big 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 modern board game, so like most of them play. 45 minutes to an hour or some of these ones that are designed great for kids are good, fun, challenging 15 minute games that literally I can be working just as hard to win as my daughter and she wins as much as me. Like, um, there's one, uh, that I play with my daughter called glug glow. Hmm. Um, and it's this, wooden sort of uh, bowl full of these things that look like peanut M&Ms. They're just these little wooden 
I don't know, think peanut M&M's. Yeah. And then you put this pole in the center of it, and all these little peanut M&M's sort of hold this pole up. And you, to move your piece, I mean, I don't want to get too into it, but to move your piece, you have to grab the color peanut M&M to move to that particular square. But because adults have bigger hands, it's like I might have better strategy of which one to pull and how to pull it and balance the the it's called the alarm, the pole that's sticking out so that it doesn't fall over. Hmm. So I might have better strategy, but my big clunky hands can't grab those little M&Ms as easily as my daughter. So literally we're both being as competitive as we can. <laughs> and yet like it's it's a toss up who's going to win. Uh and she loves it and I love it. Um Another thing that we like to do, my daughter and I, is actually uh, we take one of those little tote bags you get at all these conferences and ed camps, and we just put in two, three board games and walk down to the coffee shop, and she gets a vanilla steamer, and I get uh, like my fifth coffee for the day. And (laughs) uh, maybe that's why I lose at that game, trying to get those little M&Ms out with my five cups of coffee doesn't really work (laughs) but uh yeah and i can't tell you how many people come in and like at first i was like oh i don't know if i want to play a board game like out in public this is still kind of a nerdy hobby yeah but i can't tell you like how many people stop by and say like you know what is this game this is cool because when they see two regular looking people laughing and having a great time uh it's kind of infectious yeah no, I totally agree. Um, you know, just uh, we we went on a road trip to to Colorado, and you know, just simple thing as um, all right, the license plate game. All right, so printed off all the different states, and if we saw that particular state, we would just cross it off, and and then she would go ahead and make a drawing of what that represents that particular state and that lasted like an eight hour trip and she was you know looking at every license plates and did you know that there's a ton of license plates or trucks that are from indiana like that's the biggest one that we noticed that was we saw trucks from indiana like it was three to one odds so it was crazy yeah but uh and then we also played um uh, road trip bingo so print off a bingo card and then have different pictures and then they had to color uh the pictures in um when they saw that particular object on the road trip which was like you know an american flag or um a rain cloud that was the one thing that we didn't see on our trip that so they couldn't get a blackout of the bingo card um, oh. because of the rain cloud so but yeah, it's just so much fun playing these games with uh, our kids, and it's just good, wholesome fun that you know is something that we can enjoy, laugh about the emotions and the strategy, and um, you know just having a good time together and spending quality time together. Uh, I think is you know. Um, just something that we we do yeah i mean i think it's it's important to remember that that like board games sort of put us or tabletop games 
put us across that table from one another, you know. Um, and they can do things that video games can't do. And I think that this is one of the th- reasons they're coming back in style and seeing such an uptick in sales because you a board um sorry a video game can't do some of the mechanics that a a card game can do like the bluffing you can't i mean you don't mm-hmm. really bluff with the computer um or auction some of the games i like certain tiles are up for bid and it's so different to sit across the table and have this human interaction where we both want to buy this tile yeah and like we each have low amount of resources and trying to figure out how much you have and how high you can bid, but how too too high for me to bid though. You know, these are things you can't do in a first person shooter video game. And when I introduce these games to my students, they love them. I mean, they just mm-hmm. love them. And, uh, you know, I think we need to remember too, as humans, we are, we're communal. We like to be with other people in community and in play and that's really what we're all about you know on well played uh is about that interaction so uh yeah and i i just think like that like tactile part of it too you know having something physical and being able to touch it like one of my favorite games to to play with my family um just picked this up for like i think it was like 10 bucks on amazon but it was uh, Rhino Hero, where uh, you are basically, you have like five roof cards, and you're trying to build like the tallest tower without the tower falling over. And uh, so on the one side is the roof card, and then the other side um, has like, the wall layout and so you can you know stack the cards based off of the pattern of the walls um that are on the other side of the card and you just keep stacking higher and higher and then there's this rhino that if you get a card that has this rhino symbol on it you have to take that rhino and put it where that rhino symbol is and that causes the the weight variation to be a little bit maybe not in your favor so i'm looking at i will admit i pulled up as we're discussing this uh amazon it is 10 bucks yeah and uh nick did a good job describing it it's a little bit almost like building a house with cards i mean these cards are two-sided though or whatever like you fold them in the center but it it looks like again it reminds me of that game i was telling you glug glow with my daughter where I could totally see, you know, our big shaky adult clunky hands being challenged by this, and maybe mm-hmm. that your child can more easily manage it. Um, so I, again, it's it. The game designers have come up with something that's really fun and enjoyable for both. That you're not throwing the game for your son or daughter. Um, and I will point out too this game that Nick's talking about. Uh, Rhino Hero is made by a company called Haba, H-A-B-A. I strongly recommend anybody that has younger kids to look into this company. I mean, I've bought, I don't know, 10 or 15 games from them for my daughter, and all of them are a winner. There there hasn't been a bad one. Yeah, 
there was uh, one one game that I was going to ask you about was um, what was the one with the the pirate ships? Oh, like blow. This is yeah. That's a great one. I don't know if it's going to be on Amazon here. I'm going to check. It's yeah. it's called the Black Pirate, but the one I got was a German import. So like I don't mm. I don't know what the title is, but uh. Um, uh it oh yeah there it is oh yeah never mind don't get it all of you don't get it because <laughs> again it's still an import and oh my god the price is on amazon right now 235 whoa and the other the other one 597 so yep. that's just ridiculous that's some amazon price gouging or whatever so hmm. uh so yeah, we're not going to talk about that one too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there are so many good games. So going going back to this, I will say this is probably a topic I'm going to want to have again on Well Played because there are just so many good ones to talk about. Different ways to use them. You can, you know, when we talk about game based learning, you could use some of these in your class to help teach a concept. As a social studies teacher, there's a lot of these games I could use that would. Uh, really streamline the teaching. I mean, I could lecture about some of these concepts, but to allow them to experience the concept, I mean, the understanding goes way up and then the enjoyment goes way up. You asked me earlier, what's one of my favorite games? Uh, I really, really struggle to answer that, but uh, I can share with you some of the ones I'm really enjoying playing right now. Uh, with my students, there's one called Love Letter. It is an awesome game. And I want to say it only has 16, is that right? 16 cards in the entire deck. Hmm. So this is a new like wave of games, or new style of games called micro games. So they're they're big in Japan. They make these games that are, like I said, 16, 20 cards. Uh, and believe it or not, the gameplay around these 16 cards is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, and again, it's like 10 bucks, so you can go buy that on Amazon. It's super portable, obviously, so you can take it you know, on a road trip. Uh, it can play up to uh, four, maybe five players. Um, that's been a really good one. Uh, my, one of my favorite categories as of late is something called social deduction games yeah so these are these are really hot right now social deduction games are where we all have like a hidden role and we're trying to figure out you know is nick is nick on our side or is he not on our side you know and we can only figure that out through the way you play the game and as Mm -hmm. you play more it's like well i'm pretty certain nick's on our side um and there are like a whole host of those so if anybody has ever played mafia or werewolf those are kind of the two sort of original social deduction games. Yeah. But they have made like so many more that you guys should check out. I think one of the best implementations is one called Avalon. Ooh. Yeah. I played that one. And I think that one, I want to say that's not that much. Avalon game. Let's see. What is that? 1398 on Amazon. 
Okay. With prime shipping. <laughs> uh, but that one's really cool. Um, you really... Some of the teams, the bad guys, some of the teams, the good guys. Uh, and every round, you send some people on this mission. And a mission, you just vote on who we're sending. And the mission simply is that people get kind of a successful mission card and a failure mission card. And if you're on the good guys, you all, you have to play the successful mission card. If you're the bad guys, you have the choice of playing success or failure. And we mix the cards up so we don't know who played what. And then we flip them over, and only a portion of the people win on this this mission, right? So let's say we're playing an eight-player game, and we sent three people on the mission, and we flip these cards up, and we don't know who played which one. If there's even a single fail, then the mission failed. And but now we have some information. We know when we set when we sent these three people, some you know it 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 failed. So somebody in there's a bad guy. Right, and and the game is won by who can win the best out of five. So, okay, so that one round went to the bad team, and then we have to discuss and think about who we should send on the next mission. We kind of vote if we like this set of people, and we slowly start to figure out who's who. Uh, but the the Avalon game has a few extra characters that can see things and do things over and above the original. So I check it out. Yeah. No, and I think, like, you know, there is so many games out there that has, like, you know, you have 10 to 15 minutes or whatever to play that you can easily play these games in, like, 15, 20 minutes. You know, especially, um, you know, especially at the middle school, they have, like, these classes that are called advisement that you're doing, like, this team building and you know getting to really know uh your students and have this group that you are kind of you know the go-to person for them and so i think that the social deduction games would be perfect for that type of situation because that class is only like 20 minutes or so so i think be perfect for them to kind of dive into one i mean speaking of that one that my students absolutely love playing uh, and would easily fit into that is one's this one's called Two Rooms and a Boom. Mm-hmm. The this is another social deduction game. Uh, there's two teams, red team and a blue team. Red team's the good team, blue team's the bad team. I will admit the the topic is a bit risque. The <laughs> uh, the idea is the red team is sort of the sort of terrorists, if they will, and they're trying to kill the president, uh, and that is the blue team. Uh, but I want to I share this story because we played it with my students in game club, my after-school activity club. They absolutely loved it. One student went so far as to, for a side quest in my gamified class, he rethemed the entire game around my Roman curriculum. So instead of having like the president, it was Caesar. And instead of having the terrorists, like instead of having the bomber, which is the guy that's going to end up taking out the president, you know, he made that Brutus and he did all this research. Like the bomber has to meet with the engineer to arm the bomb, which is an interesting part of the game. Uh, In the Roman version, he then like Cassius, which was another Roman Senator who helped come up with the plot to kill Caesar. Like, 
that's like the engineer in this game. So like Brutus has to meet with Cassius. So it was just an awesome like adaptation of a game infused with curriculum that this kid did all on his own. Uh, and then I actually ended up oh. having the I ended up having the set printed. Uh, there's a couple companies you can upload images to, and and the kid made all the cards. He did all the imagery for the cards, uh, and we uploaded it and printed out. And now I actually play that game. Two rooms in a republic, in, <laughs> in in my Roman unit. But the the other thing that's sweet about that game is it's a timed game, and the game takes 15 minutes. I mean, it, that's it's set. You can't you you can't go over. Yeah. So when you talk about these little these little times that we don't know what to do with, or these little times that would be great to still push kids, but get them out of their chairs, get them moving around. Um, there is a game for everything, and you know if you're not if you haven't looked into these again, I just hope you're listening today and you're really thinking about picking up one. You know, we've talked about a bunch. Um, on on explorelikeapirate.com I've done a few video reviews of games too uh and those were really ones that were geared towards classrooms that uh would be quick to play you know so if you if you think you don't have a lot of time check some of those videos out they're just great 10 15 20 minute top games yeah no I I remember playing that game for the first time at uh, Summer Spark last year. We kind of did that as <laughs> one of our uh, or one of the um, sessions. And speaking of that, uh, Summer Spark is back uh, June twelfth and the thirteenth, right? That's um, right. Yep, twenty seventeen. So, and this is like honestly the best summer professional development that I have ever been to. Um, and there's so many great presenters. We're going to do a session together along with uh, Tisha Richmond, Adam Bold, and Carrie Bauckham will be there. Uh, so, you know, all-star educators, and it's going to be an unbelievable time. So I highly recommend it uh, going to USM Spark. Yeah, Summer Spark is an amazing opportunity. It's at my school. Uh so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I agree with Nick. Uh <laughs> I I have been I have presented that and thankfully due to my school, they have been really helpful with sending us all to various professional developments. So, I've been coast to coast to different conferences and different PD and I mean, I'd put this right up there as one of the best you can go to. Um, it's It's got some of the amazingness of like an ISTE in terms of some of the presenters we bring in, but it's got this potency of a boutique, boutique uh, conference. You know, so if you happen to have those free or you can come, like strongly recommend it. And, you know, the hope is we're going to do this every year. Uh, this is our third year. Uh, super excited to have that coming up. And maybe uh, when you're there, you, you know you could play a game with Nick and I. That would be a blast. <laughs> Love that. Um, oh, you uh, you hear the music? You know what that means? It's reflection time, Nick. It's reflection time. All right. 
Today we have a quote by Alvin Topfler. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we uh, come up with with this one. He says people are three times more likely to learn and retain knowledge through playing games. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that goes really well with our topic today. Uh, so let's let's answer this in the context of the actual gameplay tabletop games. Like, do you feel like? You or your kids or your students really like learn three times more by playing games? Yeah, I would totally agree with this. I just think, you know, when I was driving out to Colorado, I saw this sign that had a, uh, a motto on it. And so I was like, all right, that's what I need to have in my game, uh, World of Factions is I was thinking like explore, play, learn. And so I'm going to put that on my website and I'm just going to, you know, think about that in terms of, you know, tabletop games. I think that kids, when they are immersed in the experience that they can see, touch, um, you know, hear different things going on in the in the class, and you know, going on quests and uh, going through the you know critical thinking, collaboration, bringing in all of those for one experience or two experiences. I think that it is very powerful um, because they are there they're in the game and you know how are they going to um leave a a legacy um for that day and then coming back the next day and and just the excitement curiosity of what is going to happen the next day um or within that game um that you're playing uh i decided to take my actual game um, and made an actual board game uh, to go with my digital game in my class uh, that I think it took took it to a whole new level um, because they're able to be more strategic and be more within the game and see it uh, firsthand. And, you know, honestly, I think kids learn three times more. Yeah, I I actually totally agree. You know, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to answer this in the context of tabletop games, not necessarily my classroom, although I do think it applies to the classroom and our gamified classes as well. But I think about my students who over the years, I've, I've done this game club since I started at the school, so that'd be nine, nine years of game club. And I still see some of these students that come back from college. And one of the most like responded things from them is memories from game club. I mean, it's, and they remember the game. They remember when you bought that thing that they wanted to buy. They remember when the die (laughs) fell off the table and landed and got a six and it won you the game, you know, that 
that's a retention of knowledge because it's such a visceral experience. It's such a immersive experience. Like you were all in. Uh, and I totally believe that that's got to imprint on their mind more than just yet another, you know, lecture or another worksheet. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think games, games definitely are a way that the mind can remember things and connect. Uh, and I, I, like to believe that's what we're exploring with gamification and that's what we're exploring with explore like a pirate about how these things translate in, in the classroom. Uh, and I, and I would say in my experience, it's translated really nice. Well, Nick, uh, I want to say thanks for joining us on well played. Um, all of you out there, I hope you keep a lookout for our next episode. These are coming out we're trying to keep them coming uh it's been really fun to do uh and it's truly an honor having you listen learn and play with us uh please connect and share your ideas with us at explore like a pirate our soundcloud page the new hashtag well played you and our new website well played you.com hoping you are playing well Check out the show notes for more details. We'll, we'll throw in there some of the links to some of the games that Nick and I talked about. Again, I hope this is a topic that we can have again with Nick and others as well. Tabletop gaming, it's, it's big, it's cool. Check it out. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and play on. <laughs>